It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 142, entitled Auto-Update All the Things. I'm joined as always by my co-host Paul Lacey, but also this week by Sabrina Zidane and Leo Mindel. There's an awful lot to talk about. WordPress itself got an update to 5.6 this week, and it brought some new features like application passwords. We talk about that. We talk about the auto-updating and whether or not we would be making use of that as WordPress developers. We share a poll in our Facebook group, which seems to suggest that many of us would probably switch this off. There's also the state of the word address. Matt Mullenweg on the 17th of December will be sharing his thoughts about the last year in WordPress and you can submit your questions and join a few watch parties going on throughout the WordPress community. Black Friday pricing. Did you do anything unusual this week? Did you buy anything unusual during that week? Well, there's a plugin called Grid Builder which did something a little strange and we talk about that. MailPoet, the plugin which helps you deliver your emails has been bought by WooCommerce. What's it all about? Why have they bought such a product? And Elementor have released their cloud version. Elementor Cloud. You can find out all about this in This Week in WordPress. Coming up next. This Week in WordPress is brought to you this week by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B split tests in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is, it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, and the WordPress block editor. Check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Hello, hello. Good afternoon. Monday afternoon, 2 p.m. UK time. Monday, that means it's this week in WordPress. Today, I'm joined, as always, let's go in the usual order, if you like, because I always start with Paul, but he's controversially in the bottom right-hand corner of my screen. But anyway, there he is, Paul Lacey from the Dicky Bird Studio. I'm also joined by Leo Mindel from the SOTIC Agency, based out of Cardiff, but who knows where they're based at the moment with COVID and all. And Finally, last but not least, we have Sabrina Zidane from SpeedGuard. How are you all doing? Very well, very well. Good, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. We uh, we gather this time every Monday to talk about WordPress, mostly WordPress. Occasionally some nonsense crops up, but uh, we try to stick to WordPress. And there's actually a ton of WordPress news this week. There's absolutely loads that's happened. 5.6 has been released with a few controversial inclusions and so on. We'll get stuck into that in a moment. Before we do, I'm just going to tell you about us. We are WP Builds. You can find us at wpbuilds.com. Kind of a bit like a, a WordPress network. We produce podcasts and uh, webinars and things like that. Uh, here it is. The, the next link that I want to show you is how to actually find this stuff. And if you go to the archive section, this is it here. We record them live on this Monday, and then we repurpose them, strip out the audio, and make it into a podcast episode, which comes out Tuesday morning, along with the, the text version that we are cribbing from. So we're not just making this up. I've put together a newsletter, and we're going to go through the bits and pieces from that newsletter. So you can find that here. Last, but by no means least, we've got this deals page. Black Friday is over. I know you're all gutted that Black Friday is over and that you've tightened up your wallet, but there's still a deals page over at WP Builds. It's over here, and it's it's there all the time. These deals, as far as I know, would not remove one thus far. So get a few quid off. You can search and filter over there. But let's get stuck into the news. Because I'm joined each week by Paul Lacey, it's kind of apropos that he uh, he's taking the helm on quite a lot of these articles now. So uh, I think, Paul, I'm handing the reins to you right at the beginning, if that's all right. 
that's that's absolutely fine. We've got a lot to get through this week. Yeah. We've got lots of tabs in our browsers open with the different articles and everything. But um, so to start with, WordPress 5.6 was released. And I assume it wasn't released last week, was it? I'm not making this up. It was released in between uh, was, last week and this week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it like the 9th, I think? So yeah, it was yeah. earlier yeah. this week. It, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> last week. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's called Simone. And so I guess that's named after someone called, I'm pretty ignorant to everyone in the world. So somebody called Nina Simone, who was an American performer and civil rights activist. You've never heard of Nina uh, Simone, you know, my baby. I've never heard of anyone. For me. Da, 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 Basically, if someone hasn't taught it to me directly at school, I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. She's very famous, yeah. Should we also pull links to her songs? Uh, yeah, can do. Is it on the page? <laughs> if anybody wants to send us the links while we're here to to educate Paul, please send them on the chat. Yeah, I'd really need some education. <laughs> there isn't there isn't like a kids version. I don't think a kids history book that tells me about this, so I don't know it. Unfortunately, she had a very troubled life. Let's just say that mm -hmm. a very fulfilling. Well, I'm going to go and check this out. I'm going to go and try and educate myself because I'm so ignorant about anything other than things I'm directly interested in. So, um, but yeah, so this is this is the uh, the new version of WordPress, Simone. It is the version that has um, an all women or all identifying as women core release squad. And looking through the list of people, it was nice to see a few names that we've had on this show as well. So Michelle Frechette is in the marketing and communication lead team. And also Anshan LaRue is also in there somewhere I, I saw. And she, so she's been a regular on this show as well. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure that Kirsty Burgoyne, Burgoyne, Burgoyne um, is in some way involved, but isn't in the the core team. So that was cool to see that. Um, see. Going into, yep. Sorry, did you say something? Nope. Um, the some of the core features, the probably the headline items on this particular release. There's a lot, uh, but there's a lot of block editor enhancements. They don't really. Um, there's nothing majorly game-changing other than lots and lots and lots of small updates that we've kind of covered over over the various weeks and months leading up to this, this release. I know that there was, originally it was penciled in that they hoped they would get the full site editing into this particular re release, main, possi possibly as a beta. Um, they decided to pull back on that because it was nowhere near ready. So um, again, I think we covered up that on this show and then we were quite pleased that they were starting to pull back on things that weren't quite fully baked. So there's a lot of block editor enhancements. Generally, it's more a case that you'll probably just notice that everything is smoother and better and those kind of things that you don't really notice. Um, there is a new theme, 2021, which is completely using, uh, not, I, don't, I don't think it's a full, full, block as in the nav and the footer and all that kind of stuff are, are blocks. But the, the new theme is using blocks and block patterns to a great uh, great effect. And it's got lots of nice pictures, I think, from um, which artist is it in there? I think it's uh, uh, Monet, I'm guessing. Van, Van Gogh, I think. Oh, Van Gogh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's maybe it's a few different ones. But it's got some lovely pictures that help make it look beautiful because there isn't actually that much to it. But I think it's it's kind of the right kind of theme to launch with this particular version to make use of the blocks and to sort of say, hey, this is all about blocks. Check it out. The theme is very basic, but you can see what you can do with blocks that you could never do with the, the old traditional editor. So I think they're really trying to bring that to the 
to the front to the front um we've got a, one of the there's a couple of controversial additions to this that um are kind of in the name of progress one of them is something called application passwords for the rest api uh for anyone who doesn't know the rest api was built in i think around 2015 or something like that mm -hmm. and it was it promised a lot and would allow lots of integrating with third party systems and all that kind of stuff it's never really massively taken off uh whenever you hear people who know what it is which i don't really understand what it is talk about it a lot of people kind of say it's a little bit half baked it has it isn't doing this it isn't doing that now this feature that they've put in there called application passwords is something that apparently is pretty critical to the future of the actual rest api being able to easily integrate with third party systems but at the same time it's come with a slight down point uh, that we'll come come to in a minute that it opens up a new security loophole within wordpress so there's a little bit of discussion going on in the community about should it be a turn on and offable thing should it be turned off by default and then you turn it on when you need that uh, again i'm ignorant to how these things kind of work so i don't know um, much too much about that but we'll cover that in a minute and another controversial one which we're going to cover next is the um, wordpress core major updates that will be able to update automatically within WordPress. So when there's a new uh, release of core WordPress 5.7, for instance, I don't know if it goes that far as in the entire version, uh, you, it there will be a possibility for it to auto update. But Sabrina, you know a lot more about that one. So could I chuck this one over to you to, for, what you, for your thoughts on that? Sure, please. Um... Yeah, my name got into core contributors this time as well, because I was working on covering questions and answers for these automatic updates. Um, hang on, hang on. Can we, what, here? You can't hear me. No, yes, is it in yes. this list here? Is your name there, is he It's uh, in um, release where the all names mm. are. I think oh, I, I, haven't, I haven't checked yeah. this page, well, surely. Well, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I well feel slightly guilty when uh, when in the presence of people who make the effort. So thank you no so worries. much for I making the I didn't write any code, so it's kind of a little bit cheating, right? I was writing like <laughs> text. Um, yeah. So this auto updates uh, feature it was in uh, WordPress for years since three point seven, I think, but it was enabled uh, by uh, constant in WP Config before so this new feature what it does it just adds a user uh, interface so that uh, administrator can check the but check uh, the checkbox and updates for major versions will be um, held uh, automatically this was available before as well but only for developers and now it has um, user interface and um, I think it's really a nice thing to have, but also like all nice things, it has like downside for those who are not aware of what they are doing. Uh, for example, they are administrator, not a developer, checking check this box, and then they have everything updated uh, automatically. And they don't really uh, prepared, if they're not really prepared for this, this may cause issues. So like, any new features, just like Paul, you mentioned about REST API. I'm a huge fan of REST API, but it should be used with um, um, some knowledge, right? Yeah, 
Yep. I was, um, I was, cu it was curious to me that a, that this kind of option hadn't got a tick box already, um, <laughs> that you couldn't already tick this and say, yes, please. But also uh, there was a, an article that I don't know if it was in the, the piece that we just read on WordPress Tavern, um, or if it was on a piece that we're going to come to in WordFence in a moment, but they were making the point that really from now on, it's going to be incumbent upon plugin developers, especially to really make sure that they have up their game to the to the point where if 5.7 comes out or 5.8 or 6.0 right. or whatever it might be, they re they really 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 need to be sure that they've done their due diligence and have ticked all the boxes and made sure that they've prepared because the, the public backlash is going to be swift and severe, isn't it? At the moment, you can kind of hide under a hide under a blanket a little bit because I think a lot of people won't update. I, for example which we'll come to in a moment, haven't updated everything at all. I'm just sort of waiting and seeing how the dust settles. But if the majority of people tick this box, I don't know what the default will be, ticked or unticked, updating for or not. For new itself, for newly uh, created websites, it will be ticked by default. So, so there you go. Yeah. yeah. In, and in most cases, I think probably WordPress is administered by people who don't often return to the settings and, you know, just set it up once and then forget about it. That could be that could be interesting. Um, and, like, you know, you can imagine the stories in WordPress down in the years to come with exactly this problem, just white screens and people screaming that things have gone wrong. And it was something that they didn't themselves do. They just woke up to find that their website was broken. And that's difficult. But if you can just untick it, I think I might go in and untick it because I'm always looking at WordPress, so it doesn't matter to me. Sorry, Leo, take over. That's fine. Um, we, I know I've discussed this with you before, Nathan, but my view is that this is the right movement along the path because the worst, you may say that uh, a white, waking up to a white screen is bad. I'd say waking up to a hack site is worse. Mm, and point. the reason this is happening is that there are people out there who are leaving WordPress versions that are vulnerable and just leaving them and leaving them and leaving them. And we have to move forward from there. Now, that's a difficult situation. The ideal optimum situation will be that every single site will, will automatically update. We're not going to get there straight away. What we're going to get there is a gradual process. And so new sites, as Sabrina said, will have this ticked. And other sites will have it. And eventually, probably in some point in time, it will be the default this screen will be removed and you'll have to change if you really 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 have to change it you'll have to change it in the code but mm. that's that's a good way you look at um the mobile phone environment and how that updates or or even the desktop environment um yes mm. occasionally windows updates do cause you problems and we all us on max will know that the current big sur was a a lot harder update uh, than some others but you can't keep leaving these things out there and i think the vulnerability issues are the ones that we have to cover yeah sorry nathan go on no 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 please you take yeah. over not only vulnerability issues but also the compatibility issues uh everything works better when everything is updated to their latest uh versions right plugins you have the theme the core everything like there are less opportunities for something to go wrong when you have everything put, uh, with the, within the latest versions. Mm -hmm. And this all is part of the bigger picture. We, we had uh, one release ago, right? We had these uh, auto-updates for themes and plugins. Then right. these, then I think it will be like Leo just said, uh, said that it will be that we won't see that screen at all. And at some point, 
like um, at some point we will see the picture where everything is going smoothly in the background and we have no idea what's going on there. It just works in that point. But I, I wonder what, when. It's interesting because, you know, if you're using a, a SaaS-based solution to build your website like Wix or Squarespace or something, you know, they yeah. must go through release cycles, but presumably they just click a button at some point. Don't I don't know if they inform anybody. I don't know if there's a version number in those platforms, but they just do it. And, you know, uh, well, I think yeah, they, but they typically roll it out. Um, mm. they, some of those systems will roll out to every single customer. A lot of them will roll them out to certain customers and then they will keep rolling it out to the ends. But mm. they they have a huge advantage that after a set period of time, they're no longer supporting old things. And I don't know if Paul's got it on his next list, but one of the other changes in here is there's a change to jQuery. Am I right, Paul? Yeah, that's coming up. In this Part version. two of three, yeah, in, yeah, in the, the process. I don't know if you've got this on your list of the discussions, but part one didn't exactly uh, sail cleanly. Uh, but it was mainly because of, incompatibility that Sabrina's talked about um you know and that mm -hmm. supporting of things which you know you're having to go back and support things that you really don't want to support long term and you know this is maybe a warning to say you know it, it I've got it on my Mac every time I reboot my Mac it tells me about various different things on here that aren't going to be supported in a later revision of the operating system yeah, and that's happening a lot on the Mac at the moment, isn't it? There's an awful lot of change going on around there. Yeah, yeah interesting. I, I think I think you're right, Leah. I think it's the right direction to go in. I'm just curious how we get through the next couple of uh, cycles, and obviously the point releases, the big ones especially, where things change in a major way is going to be yeah. uh, going to be really interesting. I'd, I'd say um, I wasn't. I was before uh, Sabrina and Leo kind of enlightened me to the bigger picture. I was probably in the camp of. Hey, this is crazy. Why would why would anyone do this? But I think it's quite it, listening to the two of you. It's quite a pragmatic, future thinking uh, thing to do. And um, yeah. I, I imagine you know, WordPress grew so quickly in the last few years that the core team it's a, it's almost like a blur uh, for them to try and figure out what's happening in the future and to figure out what possible problems would happen if. They didn't start kind of. Well, I'm saying they didn't start, but if if they didn't up their game on the maturity of how they think about the releases of the software and the environment. That the, so, if you if you are creating a product that sits on top of WordPress, then you need to know what the environment of environment that you're working in. And it's not that some people will turn updates on, some people will turn them off. It's that by default, there's a movement towards uh, we release WordPress every. In a, in a specific cycle, plugin developers, theme developers know when that's coming. There's lots of documentation, there's lots of talk, and your products might break because we're making it more your problem than our problem, yeah. and that's where it should be. And I think if you look at what we're talking about, we're talking about a major release of PHP, a major release of jQuery, yeah. a major releases of various different things. Um, you know, you're talking about saying we're not in... PC terms, we're not going to support 16-bit apps. We're not going to support 32-bit. We're going to 64. And eventually, that's exactly what's happened on the on other environments. And as Sabrina was saying, you know, you, to support that old technology is actually more work than turning around and saying, you've got a broken website. 
you're out of date because you have a broken website. You failed. Now, could you yeah. please update your website and come back into the world? And it's better to do that than just pretend you don't have a fault, which is what, yeah. you know, as long as there's a good enough warnings and we're not suggesting, I'm not suggesting you turn this on instantly. I'm suggesting there's a path to getting to it. It will make the WordPress environment a more secure one. But I know I harped on about this before. Yeah, the it was interesting. I was listening to a security podcast earlier this week, and although it's a CMS I no longer use, uh, Drupal uh, this week, well, I say this week could have been last week, but the point being, they had a major, um, they had a major security breach in their core, um, and there is no there is no method for doing this. In fact, the process last time I updated Drupal, which was several years ago, was was quite cumbersome. You had to actually go in and overwrite files and then run an update script by going to it in a browser. So it's, it, you know, but WordPress in that sense will be far in advance. If something catastrophically bad is discovered in core, which one day I'm sure it will, then the guys over at Automatic presumably can just update everybody overnight the moment they find the solution or the patch for it. So yeah, it's a it's a good idea, isn't it? It's just I'm just nervous at the minute, and I'm gonna stay away from it and just see how it goes, and then I'll tick the box in a little while. Um, Paul, we're back to you. We're on um, we're on this WordFence article. If you finished with this one from somebody. oh yeah, I think we should shuffle them around just slightly because we've got the uh, Facebook poll that you did in Dorothy oh, Build, which is it? all about. Yeah. Um, do you update your site straight away when 5.6 or 5.5 or, you know, the last couple of versions come out? And it seems like this is a good one to talk about now. So for people who are listening, um, Nathan did a poll in the Dory P Builds uh, Facebook group. And it says 5.6 just arrived. I'm curious to know who has updated all the sites, some of the sites or none of the sites. Uh, there was. I noticed Sabrina is in the all the sites. I noticed that, and she was right. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the pictures. Uh, uh, Pisha is in the none of the sites. Uh, <laughs> it's easy to yeah. tell that, that it, you you start getting used to seeing these uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. avatars. Yeah, Anshan Larue, who is in the core Anshin, yeah. release team, release <laughs> updates some of the sites. So, but but this is this is exactly what we're talking about. Is that I think if you did this poll maybe two years ago, I reckon you'd have a lot more people updating straight away. Um, but now the environment changes. It's more volatile when you do do updates. So the current environment is people don't completely trust hitting updates straight away because the winner out of approximately 100 votes was none of the sites with 60 votes. Some of the sites was next with 34 votes. Um, a few people updated um, a test site, and um, and then some people, uh, David McCann, Sabrina, uh, I can see in the pictures, uh, were some of the 11 people out of approximately 100 that updated all their sites. So obviously, some people have got a lot more sites than others, and so there's a bigger risk factor there. But it was interesting that the confidence isn't quite there, and maybe if what happens with these these auto update things that all of the plugins and the themes really pull their socks up and go do you know what i'm in or i'm out some of them are just going to go this is just too much problems now i'm a theme developer it's too difficult i'm out but the ones that decide to go for it need to make sure that their their reputations are intact and hopefully in a year's time we would do this poll again and people would be all ticking all the sites because the environment had changed and we we're all a lot more confident in it 
Can I it just was, comment um, on this? Yes, please do. Please Very do. quickly, Paul. The One of the, it's always the issue with statistics and information like this, is your sample poll are all texts. <laughs> so if you had asked an end user yeah. or an end person, how do they think their site gets automatically updated by their people who run it? I think they would say yes all the time yes. and would be shocked uh -huh. to hear yeah. that their provide their their supposed knowles decide not to update their site. <laughs> it's it's interesting. I've just done the math and there's actually 123 people in the poll. I took this 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 was on the site about 10 minutes ago. So the numbers are right. 123 people. A full 94 out of that 123. So that's 76, <laughs> nearly 77% are in the none of the sites or some of the sites. It's yeah. very few. And if you're if you're, a, if you're a WordPress uh uh black hat hacker you're going oh <laughs> looks like they're never going to listen so i'm i've got a good target audience yeah yeah that's true really really we do really people are doing the the business are doing the industry a disservice yeah you've got to think about it you've got to think about it framed, though isn't it this conversation is often framed or at least the reply often comes back who's updating to 5.6 and I, I often see the exact same reply which is i'm waiting for 5.6.1 yeah which typically that's comes fair around enough. That's fair enough that's mm. fair enough, but it's it's and maybe the question is because you actually framed it as just arrived is the um the mm. point. I'm, I I cannot believe she can't be watching or our inboxes would be full from from. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the um, you you've you know when a, when you hear real experts on this like uh, Tim talk about the fact that the percentage of sites that white screen after updates are such a small percentage yeah that the reality is that updating your more your your bigger risk is to not update right than to take the risk of the of the of the white screen and then repair and it's just um, finding the right windows because I've been in this situation where people go, it's too, you know, I can never update this. I can never update this, can never update it. And then you're left with a box that you can't migrate, can't do anything. It's yeah. too late. The interesting thing about this is it's one of the it's one of the key pillars of like care plans, isn't it? Is the the updating. We will update things for you. Yeah. And slowly but surely, um, automatic has well made it. <clears throat> automatic and um and so the core is going to update the plugins and the themes are going to update what what aspect of that is left in the care plan it's uh it's an interesting thought but yeah very well, very conservative bunch we are you can you can say that you can buy a care plan of us and we will stop your website from being updated <laughs> what an amazing <laughs> service that is we'll we'll do we'll do things to make it go backwards and get more insecure for you and, and, and we will charge you for that in a year from now, sorry to interrupt, in a year from now, there'll only be two options in this poll, and that'll be, you know, did you tick the box or did you leave the box unticked? And that's really all that it'll be. Anyway, curious poll it was. Really enjoyed the, the feedback. There was absolutely loads of people who participated in that. It's one of those posts where you put it out and you think four people will respond and 123 people did. So thank you for your feedback. Yeah. Uh, everybody yeah. who responded to that. So, Paul, are you ready for your word fence one now? Or is that? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um so, oh, by the way, uh, Leo mentioned someone called Tim, and I'm assuming the expert said that he gets full credit is Tim Nash from 34SP. Yeah. Is that who you're talking uh, about? Uh, you're right until you said from. Yeah. Uh, now oh, he's not with 34SP now. Formerly. Yeah. Formerly. Uh, he, Tim uh, Nash is now a, an expert on his own 
thing. Yeah. He releases a, yeah. a Monday newsletter, by the way. If you don't know uh, Tim Nash, just go and Google Tim Nash WordPress and sign up to his newsletter. It's very good. I got the, the latest copy this morning, and it was thoroughly enjoyable read. It's great. Yeah. Apparently, if if you get the chance to uh, attend one of his talks, they're really funny and really entertaining. entertaining. Yeah, he's very um, he's very self-deprecating. In fact, I'm yeah. gonna find his webpage because there's a there's a wonderful bit on his webpage. Let me just see if I can Google it. I probably won't need to Google it. There we go. TimNash.co.uk. That was fairly straightforward, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Let's it's see if it'll like Type something into Google. Well, you couldn't type anything into Google half uh, an hour ago. No. no, Google went down, didn't it? No, I just love this self-deprecating yeah, quote here. He's, he's, he's lining himself up on his homepage as, I like to scare people at conferences. And then he's got a quote from Simon Pollard, who's obviously, it's a testimonial, and it says, we were desperate, really, and he, I'm just glad he showed up. Not too many people complain. <laughs> Which I just think is lovely. He's a total expert and he's a really funny guy. So, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. timnash.co.uk. Go and subscribe to his newsletter. It's fabulous. Uh, right, Paul, we're back to WordFence. Yeah, so, um, again, I'm fairly ignorant about this, but um, this is – so there's there's two articles. Um, one is there is on WordPress.org, on the make.wordpress.org, there is a, a guide to how to use this new application passwords things, how to use that, how to integrate it. Um, I can see Cameron in the comments was glad to see this feature come in. As for me, I'm like, what does this do? I don't know. Um, and so there's a guide there for people who want to uh, check it out by someone called George Stephanus. And then there is another article on the WordFence blog, which is probably for the rest of us who hear that there is this new application password thing and there is a potential risk to security. So this is a nice guide by WordFence to um, talk about what the risk is and what you can do to stop it. Now, I know that because we use you know, various security solutions with all of our sites that we look after in my agency, that uh, the solutions that I've done, that, that I use have blocked this anyway. So a lot of people, who use you know something like WordFence, there will be a, an option now to to block the application passwords if it's just something completely irrelevant to you. There is also a plugin released by uh, Jeff Starr, who is uh, fairly famous in the world of WordPress security. He's got a couple of security uh, plugins and firewalls and bot killers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He's released a one-line plugin that you can install that disables application passwords. So. Uh, what the, the, the really the news here is that word word fence has produced a guide on a little bit about what it is and what you can do and it seems that it's pretty easy to negate this risk as long as you're aware of it what i don't know i'd be interested if anyone else in the panel knows is that if you didn't read the article about word fence or you you know your, your your stance on wordpress updates was you do all the updates you keep it simple but you don't use any plugins or anything like that I'm wondering if you're at risk, if your site is more at risk than it was before as a result of 5.6. And if that is a yes, should the way that they've launched uh, application passwords be slightly different so that it was turned off and then you would turn it on with a UI or something like that? Now, I'm totally ignorant, and someone might say, that uh, it's fundamentally wrong, Paul. That's not how it can be done. Um, but I'm just interested to know um, if this is a security risk, should it be should it be rolled out slightly different? And I think Sabrina, you probably know more than I do on this one. So I'm definitely looking towards you. I think uh, that this 
uh, highly depends on who has the access to press the button. You see, so if there is a team, say, for about 30 people working on the website and five of them are administrators, I would definitely would like to hide the option for them to let any application to access the website because someone at some point would occasionally press the button and some, some, some bad things might happen, right? But if you're the only administrator and you know what you are doing, you won't just be like my mom, uh, won't be clicking <laughs> random buttons and then what happened? I, I never clicked it. No, no, it's, it wasn't me, you know? I think it makes a lot of sense for some teams that give uh, capabilities to a number of people. Maybe, maybe not the best thing to do, but for like knowing developers, why would you worry about that? Hmm. Mm. The, it's interesting on the WordFence article. The, the 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 kind of the most likely scenario that they paint is an actual social engineering kind of attack, not a not a, a kind of a, like a brute force attack or a code based attack. It's it's literally somebody, I don't know, via email or a spear phishing attack, something like that, or literally just walking up to somebody and asking them. Um, this is the most likely scenario they think, and just for because Paul said something a moment ago about WordFence. I think they've enabled this by default. If you've got WordFence, I think this is on, and you, it, on the screen right now is a is a, a list of checkboxes, which we can see, and there's, there's one of them where you can disable this feature if you need this password. But sorry, I felt like I was interrupting you there, Leo. Okay, there's lots to unpack on this, um, but I'll try and be brief. There's a few things in here. First of all, the whole reason we need passwords in here is that we have an API that has has a huge potential to expand how we use WordPress. So whether that means that you're talking about headless CMSs, it means that you've got publishing coming from social media sites back into WordPress, uh, that you're building a, a mobile phone app that enables your um, publishers or content creators to work remotely. There's lots and lots of reasons that there is that you would want to use the API. And at the moment, the API didn't have any security. So that you need to come up with this. Um, I agree that by default, I would argue that a site should be, are you a wholly contained WordPress environment? Yes, then that should be set to no, you do not enable this. It's You only enable uh, application passwords if you have the add-ins if you if you have external comms so by default i would expect that this feature etc is turned off the way they've done it in wordfence that's my understanding yeah um yeah. but long to, but examples of why and you know other other people who get around a similar issue um i have access uh, to many people's google accounts or to their more particular their their youtube accounts as manager and when you enable somebody else as a manager, all the other managers get informed that somebody has been giving access to that account. Mm -hmm. And I would expect that enabling this should inform all the admins via some method that somebody has enabled a, an application to have access. Because it, it is quite powerful, but it does need management and control. And also maybe we're, we're coming back to that classic problem that not enough sites have got granular uh, user permissions. In other words, there's a, too many admins out there with full admin access when it should have been 
somewhere between moderator and something. And by default, you go here, you go here's admin, um, because half the plugins don't seem to want to work unless you're admin. Apparently, the the way it works at the moment, at least I, if memory serves from reading this WordFence article, is that if you if you are an admin and you set up a, an API password, uh, sorry, an application password, then it will inherit the permissions of the person who set it up. So um, a mitigation here is to simply create a user with the minimum amount of permissions possible that that would satisfy whatever it is that needs to be done, and then. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit convoluted, isn't it? Nevertheless, go in, sign in as that user, set up the application password. You kind of feel this is begging a UI of tick boxes of yeah, here's, yeah, here's a, you know, absolutely. here's a here's an application password screen. What permissions do you want this password to inherit? And then we create the password and it's done. But you know, and how long does it? And how long does it keep? Yeah, could be oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Permissions for yeah. what does it do and where do you flag it? I mean, yeah. it's very easy. You know, I, I'm. I have quite, you know, I have two-factor authentication virtually on everything that I can. Uh, it still worries me that you can, that that isn't the default in a lot of environments. Yeah. To me, I feel like this shouldn't be allowed uh, to be able to be enabled on users that don't have, they shouldn't be able to act, enable this out yeah. and yeah, yeah. approve it without yeah. some sort of two-factor authentication. Yeah, it feels like if you really... Sabrina said, not her mum. Sounds like don't trust Sabrina's mum. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds right. like something that if you need it you should go and find it and tick the box it'll be in a setting somewhere and it will take yeah. you three seconds if you don't need it maybe switch off but you know let's see maybe the developers have got a very strong case uh you, leo was mentioning earlier about the jquery update um or maybe paul was can't remember somebody was anyway it's in this article and again sabrina not to put you on the spot for the third time sorry um I, i'm wondering if this is of interest to you the idea that we've got a kind of beta compatibility with php 8. now i'm not a great uh follower of what's up in php and what what separates 7x from 8. do you know anything have you got any insight is it is it security is it speed related any any thoughts isn't that fun that in this release of WordPress, we have kind of philosophical question rather than like developer's question. Yeah. Uh, sticking to what we know or going to what we uh, really want to have. Yeah. I think that's, that's it about everything that we have right now going on. And the same with PHP 8. Shall, uh, shall we make WordPress more um, compatible with newer versions? Shall we abandon? 5.6, um, finally, uh, this is the, sa the same thing. You know, like uh, when PHP 8 was just released, uh, I think it was SiteGround who made a newsletter saying, uh, now our servers uh, support PHP uh, 8. And some people uh, would go to their uh, panel and check the box to have PHP 8 on their websites without knowing that WordPress at current version doesn't support PHP 8 and getting troubles with that, mm -hmm. you know? And it's gonna be more and more uh, of such situation in future, if situations in future, if WordPress won't be able to support PHP 8 as soon as possible. Can I ask you, Sabrina, another way around to look at that? There's a lot, there's a lot of core basics that. A change appear to be changing in one release mm -hmm. you know 
-hmm. you know not only are we changing a release of jquery we're also changing or we're supporting other on php and maybe i'm reading this wrong that sounds a lot to be doing in one release and a lot of things which will point at my plugin doesn't work because um which one of these because of what yeah because of what it sounds a huge amount to be changing all at once right yeah, it seems like this, but all these changes, they were not like, um, they were not prepared just now. They were prepared a long time ago and it just happened. Uh, oh, we lost Nathan, I think. It just, uh, that's right. yeah. we, he wasn't adding to the conversation anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's fine. We can, we can keep going without him. Uh, I think he walked out last week, didn't he? Uh, to try, <laughs> and, try and chase down a postman. Um, there was uh, a there was a man in his house. A man in his house. Maybe <laughs> the man has come back, and that's it. So I think it's I think the question really, Sabrina, it's like everything is: should we always? What is the objective, and how do you make sure? Because you have been involved in releases, how do you make sure that what you include moves us along, but you don't jump too far forward? Is do you ever have that thought? I do. Yeah, I think the other members of team do have as well. But you never can predict, actually, right? And all these updates, they were prepared for, for a long time. It just happened that they were shipped in this release because some of these updates, they were planned for 5.5 and they just didn't manage to get there. Mm. I don't know. We just to go. We need to go. Yeah, mm. I think we do. I think we do. I, apparently, uh, according to Cameron, uh, Nathan has gone to reboot Google servers for them. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, um, my my internet just died. Um, that's the first time that's happened in years, and it just blipped out for about two minutes. But I, bl I am thoroughly blaming Google if that was the conversation you were just mm -hmm. having. Uh, yeah, we, we did. We did. That's <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I'll tell you what. It's yeah, we think that Sabrina's mum pulled your plug out. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> was just <laughs> messing around with things again. Press the button. Nathan, and I Nathan, always messing pressing the button. Nathan's gone into tier six lockdown, which is when they remove the internet. <laughs> even, even the buttons don't work. Yeah. The um did you manage to finish up on that piece though? Were you, were you uh, yeah, it? yeah. Okay. So okay. I wanted to just briefly go back to what we were talking about um with you know the how many people you often have as administrators in WordPress. And there's another thing that I imagine is on the core team's um think list is that from my memory, uh, if you're an administrator, you have access to widgets and menus in the appearance section. But if you're an editor, the next level down, you don't have access to widgets and menus by default. Um, so that's why I think you often get so many administrators on a, on a website, because it gives you access to some site controlling things that someone might not know. You can use a plugin to change all the, the levels. So it makes me wonder, you know, when they're moving towards full site editing, whereby menus and the equivalents of widgets will be in the front end editing, will those features, I wonder, be locked down in the Gutenberg plugin or locked down in the in the in, in WordPress in general to only administrators? Or will there be a shift to Editing sites means editing sites. For anything you can see, you you know you're editing, and I think that 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 kind of screams really for a kind of super super admin level by default in WordPress, as in you know the person that installs WordPress and all the people that then access it. It might be a good time for the core team with the plans that they've got, the security updates, the UI changes, the things that you can do to revisit the the core permissions of WordPress in, in some kind of way to 
give more to editors or have a super admin level. Um, that's that's that was in my mind throughout the whole conversation. Mm. Um, uh, we did that one, Nathan. Yeah, oh, did know. you? So you've mentioned mm -hmm. that there is this comprehensive guide. That's brilliant. Okay, thank yep. you so much. The next the next thing we've got on the list is the state of the word. Actually, yep. so this is um, <clears throat> this is like, sorry. Say again. Uh, on seventeenth, isn't it? Yeah, it's on. It's an interesting thought, right? So um, Matt Mullenweg, if you don't follow WordPress, the you know how it all the structure of the politics behind it and so on, and the you know the organisation of automatic. Matt Mullenweg typically delivers his state of the word address at WordCamp US, which for obvious reasons didn't occur this year. And so they've decided to take it online, and you can, if you like, um, join. Uh, I know that um, Dan maybe and maybe Leo's involved with this. I don't know. They're doing kind of like a watch party uh, with a sort of social yeah. after the fact. Yeah, so we you know, spent a long time. Dan spent a long time coming up the name, and it's called Steak of the Word. That's it. It's, it's good. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, it's being read by. It's been led by some Americans, so I'm assuming it's going to be a, like a 48 pound thing on the grill. Okay. Okay. It's going to be in pounds, not grams. The. Yeah. Um, but the, the principle is he's going to do it. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be in some way pre-recorded. I don't know whether it's going to be actually live or it's, whatnot. But you can see on this page, word, wordpress.org forward slash news. If you, I'll put the link in the show notes. Don't worry about that. And um, and this is what you can do. You can join and watch. However, if you want to have the opportunity to ask a question, uh, it says down here, you can do that. The simple way to do that is to submit a video. I think they're asking for questions. to. could have done that. You could. Oh, is it gone? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 14th, you're right. Mm. It's gone. Yeah, okay. Too late. If you didn't ask your question... We've done a disservice to the millions of viewers of This Week in WordPress. If you want to ask a question uh, to the, uh, to the uh, Big Orange Heart Stake of the Word one, then we'll be more than welcome to have your questions and comments as nice. we'll be running the work, the um, mm. the uh, watch party. Um, and there's, as I say, there's a number of people doing it. So we'll give you um, a link. And then so you're all watching it together, making comments, chatting and so on. And then after the fact, just like a bit of a hangout. And the idea is, well, obviously, maybe you cook something in this case, steak or something, but just hanging out. Right. Yeah. So how do we join the watch party? Uh, uh, there will be a, a link. I will uh, dig out the link and I'll send it to Nathan in Thank you. 10 seconds. Yeah, I think. yeah. Cool. that'll be fine. I will I will post it on the screen or at least read it out loud. Okay, so that's that's done. Um, thank you. Mm. I didn't realize you know, we'd the missed the uh, state of the word. Uh, first thing I'll just quickly mention is they don't have an uppercase W and P in their official graphic there. Uh, <gasps> so that's naughty. What's, what's that? I, want to, I want to zoom right in on that. Look at yeah. your right the pole. Lowercase. Spotting that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Bang, but bang, the, bang, the, uh, the, the thing about State of the Word is it's, it's a little bit like a, a, a trailer to a sequel of a film. You know, last year this happened, and this year <laughs> this is going to happen. And so it's kind of like it's always like a great slightly rose-tinted look on last year and next year. And then I don't know if you're on YouTube, you ever watch those um, honest trailers if, of, <laughs> of what of, if they really knew what was going to happen, this is what the trailer would, would say. But I, I'm interested to see. Um, I do think Matt does, Matt Mullenweg does tackle tough questions when he's asked those questions. And I think he deals with them really, really well. So I don't, I, I'm wonder, wondering how much he's going to address, you know, these fundamental philosophical changes in. WordPress, like what Sabrina was talking about. I wonder if those will be addressed. And it's definitely one I, I don't want to miss. 
In, I definitely um, don't want to miss the highlights anyway. Yeah, it, in WordCamp Europe last year, which Leo mm. and I were at, and Sabrina, you were there, weren't you, Sabrina, uh, in Berlin? The um, Matt, he doesn't really have anywhere to go. You know, whoever manages to get to the microphone first. Yeah. Obviously, it's not the state of the word. It's it's his, you know, address to the conference in that case. But he's uh, he's got nowhere to go. And there were some really peculiar uh, questions. One one chap stood up and gave him a grilling about the Envato marketplace, which I think people in the end were kind of asking him to just finish his question because it sounded it was very bizarre. Let's put it that way. But um, in this case, with the video submissions, you've got to wonder how how easy it would be to avoid the difficult questions and only to surface the questions which directly link to what you would wish to talk about or perhaps ask yeah, questions I, in such a way. The thought, yeah. the thought that this will end up naturally being sanitized, which it, you can't help but think it will do because the questions will be asked in advance is, is, is true. Mm. But um, maybe one, you could argue that when the one you were talking about, Nathan, when we were in Berlin, it became very, it almost became quite personal, some of the questions. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and counterproductive. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. posted it to Nathan, I posted you in the private chat. If you can just go into the, if you can post that out on the. Yeah. I will do that. I'll try to put it in a, into a comment. Um, uh, it's for some reason my my Mac just won't select that link. There we go. Copy that. I'll tell you what. I'll do that later. I'll put it into the show notes whilst you're talking on the next one. I'll introduce the next one and then I'll post it on the screen in a moment. Okay. Right. Okay. State of the word. Good job. The next one is a bit of a weird one. Um, and Leo and Sabrina, you've got no insight into what's coming because this was an email thread that I had, and this is prompted by. Um, a plugin which was on sale during Black Friday. And obviously, Sabrina is a plugin owner. Um, no commercial arm to that as yet, but I'm, I'm interested. This guy, I got into an email exchange with him because I was really interested in his pricing, right? So he has this plugin, he put it out on Black Friday, and he, he offered a lifetime deal. So, you know, fairly ordinary stuff. Now, the tiers were one site for I think it was, let's say it was $49, uh, three sites for $99, and then 100 sites for, let's say it was 249 I can't remember the numbers, but the point was it went from one to three to 100. And I'm just curious. I was just, I was thinking, what what is that? Why would you price it like that? What would you buy? If you had that, and, and it basically, if you doubled your money, you got 100 instead of three, what would you do? Paul, would you be suckered into that, or would you be circumspect? Would you open your wallet for those extra 97 licenses that you may or may not use? Um, well, yeah, probably I would I would go with it. Um, just in case, I don't know if you mentioned it, it's Grid Builder WP. Thank you. And I think the website is gridbuilder.com. Is it, is it, or is it WP? gridbuilder.com, even though on the logo, it's the other way around, it's gridbuilder.com. Yeah. So it's something a bit like Facet WP Search and Filter Pro. It's similar to those kind of plugins. Um, yeah. So yeah, well, I think what was interesting and probably what prompted you to speak to the chap at gridbuilder WP about this was that we'd covered a few um, articles that on the, the weeks coming up to Black Friday, one from Pixelgrade, who are um, fundamentally against the concept of flash sales and that kind of stuff. Um, and for them, that was completely the right uh, the way to think about it. And then there was, at the same time, obviously, there was 
you know, hundreds of WordPress plugins and SaaS apps and stuff doing uh, lifetime deals for Black Friday. And it was a it was a kind of a why do people do the the lifetime deals on the Black Friday? Do they do it because everyone else does and they're pressured into it? And I think our assumption, definitely mine, was like, yeah, a lot of these companies are doing this because they're pressured into it because everyone else is doing it. But I think the answers that you got from the chat from Grid Builder um, were kind of showed a deeper reason and a really, really strong business case why you can do a lifetime deal and why it makes a lot of business sense if you're if you've got a strategy behind it. And I don't remember all the things Nathan that he said, but um, he'd done the maths. He'd done the, the you know he'd kind of taken into account exposure for Black Friday. He'd taken into account the typical types of customers that he will get on a lifetime deal, and he'd completely done the maths. And the result of it was it totally works as a business point of view. It definitely wasn't falling into the category of you will get completely overwhelmed with too many customers and you won't have any money for the next few years. I, I, and it worked I, for him completely. I'd say if you put it in the other way around and not look at the number of sites, but look at the type of people, you've got a site owner, you've got somebody who builds a couple of sites and you've got a web development company. Yeah. That's it. And all, and, and all he's saying is I am slicing my clients according to that. And really, what you don't want to be doing is saying, well, I'll pick my top 35 clients or my top 12 or that. I might as well go for the whole lot. And if I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it across everybody. Um, yeah. And once you, I don't know if he had another tier above 100. No, he does. As a, as a regular pricing, if you pay annually, he's got unlimited, which I think is limitless. You know, there is no upper, upper amount. But it was just really curious to me that I've never seen that pricing before. I should also say that I, I did ask him if we could talk about this and I could discuss the content of his email. So I'm not just discussing, you know, if you send me an email, I won't talk about it on this in this forum. I did I ask think, him. But just curious, one, three and a hundred. Wow. Yeah, but it, it's almost that same argument when you have things like uh, uh, unlimited, you know, you have a ticket for the train, uh, you know, you get a one journey, you get a weekend pass or you get an all, all eat as much as you like. And at 100, you're not quite giving them everything, but you're nearly there. Yeah. Um, a curious, what, what do you think sold the most? I expect the 100. Uh, it was, and it was not just a bit more. It it out it outweighed all the other things combined. So the one and the three. If you added up the number of times he sold those licenses, it equaled less than the than the number of times a hundred licenses were sold, which was fascinating to me. I've just opened up the Facebook uh, comments in Facebook, and it would appear that some of them aren't coming through because I just saw a comment from Chris Hughes in Facebook itself saying that he yeah. uh, he had bought this. But I can't see it coming through on stream. I can't so. see it either. I can't no. see it. No. Yeah. So apologies if if you've made a comment today and we've ignored it. Um, Must be going through Google services. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I bet it is. I'll bet you're right. Some of them are coming through. We can see some, but not all. Yeah. Of them apparently, are. apparently, you can run around now and break into anybody's house because all their rings are broken. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did you hear? I'm going to go totally off tangent, right? This is none of this is rehearsed. We haven't mentioned this at all. Have you heard about um, Amazon's sidewalk project? Because Leo mentioned that 
if you have a if you have an Echo device, oh, don't say the word. If you have a, 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 a an Amazon device that starts with an A, um, they're going to start by default using your Wi-Fi um, and share it in the neighbourhood. So you can use your Internet of Internet of Things devices in a much bigger area. And now, why you would want to do this, I don't know, um, but it's just curious that Amazon have taken this step. They're basically piggybacking other people's internet connection to allow you to use your IoT devices in your in your neighborhood. So you could, I don't know, unlock the door from the park or whatever it might be. Um, very strange, but uh, apparently it it's really secure. Doesn't seem really nice. Say? It doesn't seem a really nice thing to do. Yeah, I, I listened to a podcast where a guy talked about it for about an hour, the security implications of it, and and it's rock solid, apparently. The, the, the security model is rock solid, and the amount of data passing over the wire is tiny. So it's not like it's going to eat up. You, you know, you're not sending video. Uh, it's not that kind of thing. It's just allowing you access to your Internet of Things devices. Anyway, sorry, totally off message. Sidewalk is naughty. Yeah, go and listen. Mm -hmm. That was by, by We Are Visualer. We Are Visualer. Um, put a comment in and go and listen to the Twit Network, TWIT, This Week in Tech. They've got a podcast called Security Now. It's the latest one with Steve Gibson, episode number 700 and something. He explains it all, and it's, it's pretty good. I like it. Um, I don't have it. I won't use it. But okay, next big piece of news. This is probably the biggest piece that we haven't managed to get to outside of WordPress core. Um, MailPoet, uh, which is a email, I'm going to say delivery like service. It's not, is it? It's a it's a service to construct email, and then I think you piggyback off something like Amazon SES or something to actually send the email. It's been bought by WooCommerce. I don't know if anybody's got any thoughts on this. Is this a big thing mm. or a nothing? Don't know. It's just slightly misdescribed it, which is um, understandable. Um, but so there's a few things. First of all, um, just talking about the lifetime deal before, MailPoet has just been acquired by WooCommerce, as we as, as uh, we've just said, but it also MailPoet was on a lifetime deal on AppSumo and might still be on a lifetime deal on AppSumo just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I got that as well, and I'm really pleased with MailPoet. But essentially what MailPoet does do, it does do um, MailChimp-type newsletters from within your WordPress uh, system, which a lot of people would immediately be thinking, oh, that doesn't seem right. But that's not the true power of it, and that's not why WooCommerce have bought it. One of the really super amazing things that it does do is it does integrate directly with WooCommerce. So you can have it automatically sending things like abandoned cart emails when people um, haven't finished on the checkout for whatever reason. You can have things like if it's their first purchase, you can have it detect that it's their first purchase and send them a particular email about making another purchase straight after. Um, right. um, there's, and there's also and so there's also all sorts of automations directly related to WooCommerce. For instance, if you have purchased a product in this category in a week's time, send an email to that user, say, hey, you might also be interested in this. And I think that this makes total sense for WooCommerce to be yeah. buying a product like MailPoet because it's fairly unique-ish in the in the marketplace. And if you look at WooCommerce trying to compete with something like Shopify, I don't know if I don't. I'm, again, I'm ignorant. It feels like I'm ignorant about a lot this week, but I don't know if um, Shopify has something like this or Shopify says integrate with your, you know, Mailchimp or something like that. But this definitely feels like a, a very smart move by. WooCommerce to to be buying this because if you look at the majority of people who set up an online store, 
they tick the absolute lowest common denominator box, which is they get the store there and they put the products there and then they start advertising it. The majority of independent online stores do not do things like uh, personalization on the front on the front end of their stores. They're not doing this automation like this. They're not doing split testing. They're just putting it there, putting their products there, and then saying adverts to that. And to me, this kind of means that uh, I don't know how this will what this will mean for WooCommerce customers. They probably won't get it free, but it's going to be pushed a lot. And I think that it will help people understand that there is a bit more to launching an online shop than just putting it there and then sending adverts and hoping for the best. So I think it's a really great feather in the cap for WooCommerce, in, in my opinion. And I love this tool as well. Was, was um, this a, a great tool? Were they basically buying the people here? Have they, I didn't read the article too closely. Were I think they, they bought they just, the team and the yeah. product from what okay. I understand. And um, also, I think it does have, I don't think you hook it up to something like Amazon SES. I think you can. Okay you want but by default mailpoint has its own sending service thank you as part That's of good product, which may be part it might be using amazon i don't know what it's using but um one of the things we actually use it for is simply for transactional emails in general and we so we use it and we hardly use any of the settings but for anyone who's serious about using woocommerce this is the kind of thing that allows you to build those super amazing um email funnels straight from your WordPress integration, which is nice. Do you know, that, sorry, sorry, Leo, you, you carry on, sorry. I think that's really, uh, Paul sums it up very well. Um, we've got to look at this and about the transactional emails and transactional means people that haven't necessarily completed a transaction and people who have completed a transaction and how you follow up. If you look at how things happen in big commerce, for example, eBay, uh, you know, you'll just search through a few things and about 14 minutes later, you'll get an email. We found some things that look like you were interested in them. Uh, just don't search for the wrong things on the wrong computer. Um, and uh, you will have all of this all the time. This is where uh, a product like MailPoet comes in very well. And as Paul said, we're not, e-commerce is getting smarter. Not only do I mean that in terms of technology, I also mean that in terms of look and feel. Sending somebody that looks like a half-baked email that comes out of the back of nothing isn't the way to transact anymore. People are expecting to see a proper transaction path, and this is where things like MailPoet come out. Uh, plus, they've got the wonderful Laura, so you can, on the marketing side, if right. you ever want to follow up. Uh, that's true. I'd forgotten that. Do you know if um, Paul, uh, or anybody, sorry, um, mm. do you know if WooCommerce are intending to rebrand it under WooCommerce, basically. I don't it? know. I don't, I don't know if anyone knows that yet, but I actually don't think that they will. Um, although, hang on a minute, didn't they recently uh, acquire that CRM, the No BS yes, CRM? Yes. Yeah, and they did, did completely rebrand yeah. that. Yeah, they so did. on that basis, maybe they, maybe will. they, maybe they that, will. That's another um, interesting point there, Paul, bringing a, a CRM together with an, an email delivery Ooh, yeah. um, is quite powerful and also i don't i as you said you i don't know because i'm looked to see what mail poet use but sending emails is not trivial you no. need real smtp sending services you yeah. know i don't know if this is using something like power mta or something like that behind the behind the background because you do need things like mm. that to do multiple volumes 
We'll be interesting to see if this is a bolt-on that you've got to pay for, or if it just gets consumed inside the word, you know, the WooCommerce ecosystem, and everybody just gets the benefit of it from now on. I don't know. And also, Paul, last question about yeah. this one: um, Do you know if the people who were lucky enough to step onto the lifetime deal, do you know if they get grandfathered in, or if everyone's have fine, basically? Right. Okay, no, no difference. They've they've addressed that, and um, it's Laura Nelson who works with MailPoet. Who, mm -hmm. if anyone. Uh, we probably all know Laura to some extent or another because she's very active in definitely in the UK Word, WordPress community. And she used to work for an agency in Brighton. And and I think now she's moved to Mailpoet. And I did email her and she said she will come on the panel next year to um to come on come on this show. So that'll be nice. Nice. That will be nice. Thank mm -hmm. you for doing that, Paul. That'll be great. Okay, well, we'll get this full skinny at that point. So presumably she now works for Automatic. Um, I guess so. Yeah, interesting. Sabrina, okay. did you want to say something then? You looked like you were going to yeah, say something. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I just uh, wanted to mention that we were talking about this from WooCommerce and WooCommerce users' point of view, but also it's interesting to me to see how MailPoet as a plugin made their way from... I'm a long-time user of MailPoet from, I don't know, five years ago, first time, and they started as a simple notification for, uh, for newly posted um, content on the website. So you post a new blog post, and they will send a notification to someone who subscribed. That was the main reason for them to start in the beginning. And then they kind of evaluated their way to this transactional. It's not like long time feature having these transactional emails in WooCommerce. They had uh, uh, like quick, like um, scheduled newsletters then added and a bunch of other features. But it's interesting how they as a plugin team like a product, they made their way to be like so mm, useful mm. for a bigger chunk of users that they don't have um, at the moment. So they couldn't be reaching uh, lots of WooCommerce users half a year ago, right? But now they will have access to so many users, right? So many users <laughs> yeah millions of users max in the comments thank you for this um he says they're using a gutenberg like builder i presume to construct the actual email itself and there is an assurance as paul said that the lifetime deal will be honored and the pricing apparently is going to stay the same in the immediate future okay that's good to know mm. thank you very much and the other big news which happened this week possibly even more um more people affected by this one than the previous one is is this piece of news now? Uh, let me just put it on the screen. We had um, we had Matt Medeiros and Amitai Gat on this news about oh I don't know it's probably about six months ago now something like that. And Matt Medeiros said to Amitai, who is from Elementor, when is the cloud version coming out? And uh, clearly uh, Amitai probably had his hands tied at that point was unable to answer the question but here we are we the date has arrived elementor the enormously successful page builder have moved well not the entire product but they're hoping to <clears throat> excuse me shift a proportion of their customers over to what i can only imagine will be a more profitable venture for them it's called elementor cloud uh, the page that we're looking at is elementor.com forward slash cloud and it's a wait list at the moment but basically you are going to have a, a cloud-based version of elementor they say fully hosted by elementor and they keep talking about the elementor servers i'm assuming that that's handled 
I, I, in fact, I think it's handled by Google, so that would have been an interesting day. Um, Good I timing. Think, I think it was handled by Google. If anybody in the comments actually knows the skinny on that, please let me know. Uh, so basically, you, I think it's $19 a month, something like that. You get your WordPress, you get your Elementor Pro license, you get all of the Elementor add-ons, 20 gigabytes of storage, 50 gigabytes of bandwidth. It's exactly what you've seen elsewhere, but you've got Elementor locked in and all the support and whatnot that comes with that. Who... Who didn't see this coming? I'm sure we all did, but fascinating. I, you know, at the moment, if you have one site on Elementor, what is that? 99 a year, is it? Is that the current pricing they have? And on this Excellent. model, yeah, is that right? And on this model, if sure. they can pull this off, you're looking at $240 a year. I, I don't know uh, how many people will jump ship to this, how many people think this is of, of interest to them, because obviously for a $19 price point, if you're into the WordPress community, you can get some cheap digital hosting, digital ocean hosting, something like that for far less money. You can pay for the license for Elementor. You can do all this yourself for less money. I'm assuming this is a total stab at the Wix and Squarespace market. I'm guessing that's what they're trying to do. Um, one comment I'd like to say, Elementor are consistent in producing the best graphics on their web pages that we tend to ever see. But if we scroll to the top, I feel they've dropped their game a little bit on this one. <laughs> and the best they could come up with was a door with some clouds coming out of it. And I feel like that's not up to standard. Apologies if you are the designer of this page and that offends you. Um, but I've seen a bit better, although I don't know, it does do the job. But the onto a serious note, um, I actually, this is not what I expected Elementor Cloud to be at all. Hmm. I thought, I thought, to be honest, I thought Elementor would, I don't know if they already did, um, acquire an SEO plugin perhaps, acquire, make a few other acquisitions, and then make a completely closed, controlled area along the lines of Wix and Squarespace. And actually what this is, is it's definitely marketed as a cloud solution. So it's marketed in competition to Wix and Squarespace. But actually, this is, to me, uh, some people might disagree with this. I know a few people do disagree with me about this. To me, this is a bit more like WPMU's hosting solution, where you buy hosting and it comes pre-installed with a bunch of their plugins, and it's optimized in that direction. Because this appears to be uh, just WordPress pre-installed with Elementor. The licenses come with it, so there's obviously like a I must use plugin that's sorting out the um, the licenses there. There's a few plugin restrictions that you can't use, which is the same as any managed WordPress host. And basically, apart from that, though, you can do whatever you want. You can install the plugins that you want. You can edit the code. You can do anything. So this is not what I expected. I really thought Elementor were going to have a closed off thing that Matt Mullenweg would be really worried about because it's like you can't get in there. You can't get to the code. But they've not done that. So I wonder if this is, um, I wonder if they've decided that doesn't matter to them actually. What matters to them is that it looks like it's a Wix alternative. It is a Wix alternative, but it's easier to onboard than any other WordPress solution that you can buy from a host. And I think maybe they've gone in that direction. I may have misunderstood what they're doing here, but it's not what I thought. It, a lot of people are gonna buy this though. Sabrina. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I just want to say that I'm excited to see how it will look like inside as well. You okay. can actually get a glimpse of that um, in that their dashboard. So the bit where you interact with the websites 
um, not the website. You know, I guess right. it looks like Elementor on the inside. But there on the screen now is elementor.com forward slash help forward slash cloud. Uh, this is how I came about knowing about this. Uh, it came hat tip to Oh, uh, can you can you not see? I I'm sorry, I'm just showing it as a link across the bottom. Yeah, you see it as a link. Um, yeah. Um, so my my take of this is that the like anything, uh, the industry moves. We change what is the uh, front of where we're you know where we're actually having differences at the time, um, and I think it's quite an interesting way to go. I expect. I think this is just another nail in the coffin of those that think that they can host their own stuff on their own servers. Uh, because that's just another one of like, oh, but you've got to host it with me because I've got I'm I'm I've installed Elementor for you or I've installed this and I'm sure it'll be the same with Divi. I'm sure it'll be the same with Beaver Builder. That they will go around, people will go, I don't care anymore because I'm not you're you're this this nine pounds ninety nine or one pound ninety nine WordPress hosting is the bit that actually in my own experience or own feel is the bit of the industry that needs to slowly move away so that people value what they're actually delivering and deliver it on high quality uh, infrastructure with the right support levels. And I'm sure was... I'm going to get people, uh, I've just gone and reduced my Christmas card intake by about 50% there. <laughs> my feeling. Down from two, eh? Oh, yeah, good. yeah. Well, I was already <laughs> off yours. <so. laughs> the I, I spied in the docs and I can't now find it. But there is there's some restrictions. There's the usual. Well, you can imagine the competitive restrictions. You're not allowed to install the, the, a slew of rival WordPress page builders. So Beaver Builder is not allowed. Elementor is allowed, obviously. Um, Divi, I think, was in the list. Oxygen was in the list. All the other ones that you'd imagine, Breezy and so on. And then there were a bunch of things, that, a bunch of normal plugins. I think like the SiteGround caching plugin, for some reason, was, was dis, disallowed. But um, yeah, here it is. Fascinating. Well, the, the next thing that will come out of it, uh, you know, is... Uh... You know, maybe they'll do a deal with another company in the same country uh, who builds uh, static websites that are literally just five minutes away from Elementor and stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Actually, but, I'm you know, sure you're not yeah. wrong. Uh, but yeah, that's it. all of the things that you've talked about there, sites like FlatSite and Stratic, and you can work out which one I meant in there, um, do not want you to install certain plugins because they take control of all of that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good point. And obviously, if you're on the Elemental Cloud, they don't want you experimenting with another page builder. So the price point, oh, uh, I think, was that, yeah. Go, go go and have a look. It's 19 bucks, I think it was. There's the page, cloud elementalcom forward slash cloud. Um, where um, is the price? Because I think the price, like we saw the price, didn't we, in the in the Facebook group? Because someone had a screenshot of the landing page. Yeah. When there was a price there, assuming they didn't just Photoshop that just for a joke. But the price doesn't seem to be there anymore. Um, the, um, the, what, what, all I can say is last time I looked at the docs, there was lots less of them. Now there's way more documentation. So it looks like it's a bit right. of a moving target. And maybe yeah. they've taken down the pricing uh, so that you know they can adapt it. Maybe maybe they've had some pushback and they're going to lower it. Maybe they're going to make it mm. higher. I don't know. 19 seems like the industry standard, though, doesn't it, for one site on a yeah. on a cloud platform? That seems to be the. But let's right. say if you if you um, if you took away WordPress.org as an as a concept, it just didn't exist, you know, um, and you could only have hosted solutions. I'd go with this one 
Do you know what I mean? This is because it would because you can do all the things you can do with WordPress, but it's just pre-hosted. Um, I would definitely choose this over Wix or something else. I think that some people will run into some trouble um, with some technical stuff. But if they're smart about this, they can lock down a lot of things for the default user and have everything turn off turn off by default, and then you turn it back on. Um, but to be honest, anyone who I know who's used Wix and Squarespace and is a DIYer, they run into a million problems as well. So I think yeah. this seems like a good solution. I've also changed my mind on the image. I now think it's an awesome image and well done to the designer. Uh, is that because um, no, it, I didn't say somebody that. In the, <laughs> <somebody> <laughs> in the harsh? I quite like the ele Elementor image. Uh, yeah, but you're Dennis, right. Dennis, agree <laughs> Dennis <laughs> Alejo, uh, yeah. agreed with. Um, we are visual and also thought I was harsh on the image. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, anyway, good luck to them. I just wanted to mention that this all is coming from the person wearing the Wiggle the T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I what I mean is um, with, without uh, WordPress.org, Beaver Builder couldn't exist, could it? So, yeah. so yeah. I would have to use Elementor or right. Wix or Squarespace, and definitely I'll go with Elementor on that on that basis, no doubt about it. But thankfully, WordPress.org exists and Beaverbooter exists, and I'm sticking with those. Right. There's one, yeah. there's one more article that I want to mention before we finish, but I'm not going to dwell on it for too long. Um, I'm just going to put it on the screen quickly and say, go and explore it for yourself. Um, it's, it's Sarah Gooding talking about WordPress community team discussing a return to in-person events. It just seems... Just right at, when this article came out, it, which was the 3rd of December, it felt like the curve was going in that direction. I don't know what, what it's like where you live, but it seems over the last 10 days since this article was initially published, we've uh, we've probably gone in the opposite direction, it feels like at the moment. But anyway. I, I, it, bluntly, from my perspective, this is just crystal ball gazing. Although yeah. I think we have to be mindful that we will be going back and, mm -hmm. there, and we do need to put together ideas and thoughts of what that's going to mean yeah but i think timing and areas is just so difficult i mean this is just not something that i think i'm just not even sure why this is part of the wordpress community team maybe someone else can tell me off for that no no i, I guess like you said crystal ball gazing somebody in this case sarah gooding desiring uh you know just publishing about the fact that the team would like to plan for it and i guess that's true isn't it because the lead time on a word camp let's say word camp europe is massive and uh you know we're going to be at least another year away from that and if we don't start planning for it as if it's going to really happen then it'll be two years because the planning won't have started and you know all the people contributing team and what have you won't have jumped on board anyway interesting piece go and check that out i realize that we've totally run over time as we always do we've got one hour 20 minutes instead of one hour um all i can say is thank you for those people who attended live thank you very much if you want to watch this you can go and find it over at wpbuilds.com um there'll be a link in the main navigation at top go to archives and then it's this week in wordpress uh, I think it is. I can't exactly remember, but we'll we'll get you. Ping me somewhere on Twitter or something. I'll let you know. So deepest thanks to Leo Mindell. Deepest thanks to Sabrina Zidane. And deepest thanks to Paul Lacey. I really appreciate having you around. If you guys want to stick around with me for a couple of minutes, we'll have a quick debrief, see how it all went from your perspective. But for the rest of you who made comments, appreciate your attendance. Thanks very much, everybody. Have a good Thank week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye, -bye.